0: Welcome to Loot and Geeks Unplugged. Um, you'll see and hopefully see and hear from a, uh, another guest. Um, but before before we introduce her, um Jamie, how are you?
1: Hey, I'm not bad, mate. I'm not bad. Been busy.
0: Interesting week last week. This is a rearranged recording. Um <laughs> and it was one of those where everyone felt a little bit like No one wanted to put their hand up and say, "Can we rearrange that recording?" And I think it one of us said, "Yep." And then the messages went round, and then we rearranged it. I think everyone had a shit week last week, so we're back. We're in middle of July, uh, all based in the UK, um, and we're recording today now instead. And it feels a bit better than last week. My headspace wasn't right last week. Because about you, Jamie?
1: No, I'm I'm going through the um, the worries of buying a new house and that. That's that's mentally breaking me each day, I think. I think it's to see what, what someone's threshold is now. I think it's not the social best Um but yeah, no. It, it's good to that we're back. I like the fact that you're referencing that we're mid July, like so <laughs> someone sees this for prosperity in twenty years. Yeah, know this what is true.
0: Mid July twenty twenty three. Um, just just to time stamp it. Why not? Yeah um and in the uk there it's not summer but it appears that the rest of the world is suffering from global warming and are ha- having a serious summer uh 40 degrees and 50 degrees in the us as well but over here it's rained most of the morning where i am in we are in britain so you know it's to be expected unfortunately
1: yeah it yeah. is i, I thrive yeah. in this weather. this is the weather i thrive in i don't burn it's not too cold and it's I love it. I can ample,
0: there. ample mediocrity. Is what yeah, that's what I settle for
1: me. in life. That's my <laughs> life. My, my ample mediocrity. Anyone that's looking to for.
0: employ Jamie in the next six months, he's okay with mediocrity. It's fine. I, like,
1: I love it. That's where I thrive.
0: So, so today's conversations around design yeah. and engaging content, uh, and I'll hand over to Jamie to help introduce our guests, so you yes. don't hear us drone on.
1: Yeah, I'm really delighted to welcome Taja. Me and Taja worked um, for a period of time at EE. Um, So quite, I'd I'd say one of the biggest telecom companies in the UK. Um, Cross paths, I really respected how Taja worked. We also um, built a budding relationship on words with friends. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Taja's going to now bow our head at that point because I think the records will show and Taja works in content, but I only lost one game in our whole history of words of friends one game so i had to get that in there tarja. but yes so welcome to
2: the, to always remind me yeah, yeah yeah
1: that's that's our relationship for eternity um so welcome to you tarja um yeah so great to have you on
2: thank you thank you guys for having me um I feel it's a pleasure to be part of this
1: yeah. so yeah tell us a bit about yourself at tarja because yeah, you've had, like me, in a sense, a really interesting sort of career.
2: Yeah, so I actually started in journalism, did a journalism with sociology degree, was pretty much like, yeah, I want to be a journalist, did loads of internships at magazines, like ITV, all, like, all these different places. And then I managed to, you know what it's like, get uni can't like find a job but imagine man, like eventually managed to actually get like a a year-long sort of like internship contract magazine and just there it wasn't just even just how brutal it was I just realised it wasn't for me just like mm-hmm. giving my whole life to writing about gossip Um, it could have been a type of journalism but it was just like the time you had to put into it I just didn't find it rewarding so I found myself going into, I saw um, somebody i studied with talking about copywriting and looking for somebody to help. So I was like, okay, well, I can write. So I started doing some stuff with her um, for like a small travel company. And then I ended up like leaving that um, internship contract and then ended up working at Thomas Cook for a while as a contractor, but then became um full-time after about I think about three or six months um and then after Thomas Cook decided I needed a bit of a change because they were kind of moving away from needing so much copywriting and using agencies um I went to EE e., where me and Jamie met um and then yeah my role dramatically kind of changed into like not so much copywriting but what you started hearing going around as content design, uh, UX writing a bit Um, and then there was a reorg uh, where they were deciding to make everybody content designers but I decided to anyway move on at that point so I went to Sky. Um, I was there as like a content manager UX writer so doing the same sort of things but leading a whole project um, for a mobile website um, well, for the Sky Mobile website, B the platform, they were just doing it all over again. So I led that. And then after that, was there during the lockdown times and I decided to move to an agency, see what it's like. Uh, agency wasn't really for me. Um, I think I stuck it out there for about, I think just about a year as a content strategist. Same thing, content strategist, UX writer still, because it required a bit of all of that um yeah so and then after that went to Experian for a little bit um and then yeah now at Spotify so yeah definitely gone through a journey
1: (laughs) Uh, that's like I'm gonna like touch on straight away here so you qualified as a journalist but you Mm -hmm. now work with digital content is there and this is for listeners. Is there a significant difference? Because someone who hasn't worked it, you might think well, it's just words, and that's not to like to debunk it. It's more mm. I want to understand. Is there a significant difference there?
2: There is a difference, I guess. Like in terms of like journalism, you are the. I guess the the premise is similar, as in like you are writing something to help people. Whether it's like talking about like, in a way, you're helping somebody. If you're talking about gossip, it might be something into um or you could be you know trying to sell a product like there you have to be a good writer at the end of the day that's the way i see it you have to understand how to write be good with your spelling your punctuation um and yeah i think that's that's something that's similar but it is different in terms of like you know the way the pace the pace is completely different um obviously with what I do now you've got to have like a design thinking background like it's important to understand the design process to be able to work with designers um but also be able to understand the product where you would work with product managers work with the engineering um whereas with journalism there's nothing like that journalism it's literally you're either sourcing stuff through like um looking online to see what's happening sometimes like having to like, stalk, like instagram um or like before then really instagram wasn't so much of a thing but like you know when i was doing it like look at like maybe where some celebrities are going that was my experience of more being on the celebrity side but you had to do a lot of like hands-on research or sometimes get out there as well mm. a lot um so yeah and that's probably what i didn't really love so much yeah I had I to should. do a lot of getting out there and you had to be the first, like you had to mm. always be the first. And it was a lot of pressure considering yeah. how much you got paid as well.
1: No and like you sort of said about Adam, you mentioned their sort of design element, which I imagine journalism they kind of have a template of a page whereas when you work with digital products no two journeys or pages are going to be the same for you again you then have to think how's that going to work with the iconography and imagery that's on the page and stuff so I can imagine that's where again you start to see those differences um, mm-hmm. and then this touches into the sort of next thing um where I remember your discipline I remember it being referred to as copywriters and that was it. it is like that's what content do they're just copywriters and i think it's a disservice and I've always sort of said to you like I still reach out to you sometimes. I mean, I reach out to you towards the end of the last Like, does this look right? Because I think it's so critical how we communicate with a user, um, the language we use. But since then, the world of content has gone through, like I, I would say, like a revolution and uh, the understanding of it. And you've been a content designer, you've been a content strategist, and now a UX right writer. How have you found that? And do you think the day-to-day mechanics has changed with that?
2: thing is it's funny and this is a this is a debate I have a lot with anybody who works in the industry all them roles are necessary they're all the same really like Mm -hmm. they all you all you all of them have to be like involve research all of them involve like having some sort of guidelines or creating a guideline um being able to you know work with tone of voice sculpt tone of voice so when I've been asked this question a few times and i say they're all necessarily the same jobs because they all they all have the same thing like you hear content strategy and you think oh it's very strategy based but there is sometimes a lot of there is sometimes an element of writing in it as well where you actually are so like when I was doing content strategy mainly that was as my title as well um you're thinking, like, you know, it's mainly going to be, like, the strategy side. Like, I'm going to help, especially in the environment I was doing at an agency. I'm going to help, like, you know, um, clients, like, come up with a strategy for how they improve their content. I'm going to help them come up with a guideline so they can follow and teach their teams how to actually write. But then I actually had to sometimes do the writing, too, to actually show them, okay, this is how it should be. This is the result at the end of it content design UX writing I say that they exactly are the same thing like yeah. UX writing you could argue is probably I think it's meant to be known as maybe not so much like research led I've, I've seen different things where people say oh you know a content designer like they work more with research rather than a UX writer but it's, it's basically the same we all work with you research there's just so many different titles out there that make it seem like we're all different doing different things but it's all one really like the content designer is the same as a ux writer um content strategist is the same thing like some people might argue and say i'm wrong but maybe it's because i've done i've been called all titles i've seen how it all includes the same stuff so nothing no i wouldn't say the day-to-day has changed in any of them really i guess The only difference maybe is with the content strategy role, I guess, yeah, there was a lot more focus on strategy and I had to spend a lot more time really doing documentation. Um, Whereas, like, in my role now as a UX writer, content designer, and even previously before, the documentation side was kind of just like how you're, as you go on, while you're actually doing the getting you know, nitty gritty work and you're working with the designer, you're working with the product
0: manager and the engineering team. So yeah. Do, do you think some of this stems from the fact that enterprises, organisations, they just never had this role. These jobs never existed. And I never forget being working like studying tech. Um I'm very boring, everyone knows, I study computer science and then but someone one of my lecturers said to me, um God, god bless him his soul kevin large he he died unfortunately but he said to me you'll have a job at some point that isn't created right now and to me i couldn't get my head around that i was like what but now we're seeing literally the birth of it a birth of roles or and the organization not quite knowing what that looks like what that job or department looks like and they're like but we just need you to do some stuff um, and then you end up going okay you've given me this role of strategist but actually I'm doing loads of other stuff not just strategizing about your content um, and I think some of that is the birth of of digital has happened so in such a short amount of time historically evolutions happen over decades they're happening mm-hmm. in single years right like you just said you know you started doing something and then suddenly we'd, we'd, we're we're pivoting or I'm doing two things at the same time have you seen that a lot if you look back like
2: yeah I think like I think I think generally with content I think with it still being such a new you can say it's it's still pretty new discipline um and I think that's that's why like there has been so much like confusion about like what does a content designer content strategist uh UX writer do and some companies will say, oh, you know, we need this. But then when they so they actually get somebody in the role, then they realise, oh, it's actually more than yeah. this. It's depending on what that person's experience is, which has happened to me. Like, I'll get in there and I'll be like, oh, wait, well, this requires a bit more of this. Or the ask changes because they realise, okay, all right, now we actually need someone to write. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you write as well, because you write. You're a writer too, I guess. So yeah, you did a
0: right too. Do you think that's why the smaller businesses, like the startups, smaller is probably the wrong word, the startups or the younger organisations are better at adapting for it? And even if you look at content in general, content creators on social media platforms because they're just happy to try it and see what happens or do something, it fail rather than these big you spoke about ee sky big organisations that have all these policies and it has to go through x chains of people for approval do you find that those spotify uh, are really good at being nimble um and adapting
2: yeah i i would think the smaller yeah are a lot better um i think especially because i've come from a mix, like i've worked with like more bigger companies and the more older ones as well like eebt where you can see they're transitioning and you know originally being brought in as a senior copywriter but then they're like oh wait content design is the thing we should really change them to content designers and but they don't really have the structure or the team structures to actually make that person really be working in a content design environment Mm. and that's kind of why I fueled any like that kind of fueled my decision also to leave at that time as well because when they decided they were going to change our roles to that too I remember like reading more into content design because I was like well I am basically doing content design but for me to really grow and really, like, get the full-on experience as I feel a content designer, UX have, the team yeah. structure there wouldn't really facilitate that. The way mm-hmm. I'll be working, that's not going to allow me to actually, like, really fulfil the role of a content designer. But you find that a lot of, like, because it's the in, the in title, the in role, they're just going to put that there. But they might not necessarily have, structure they might not necessarily even have the type of work to actually you know make that person feel like they actually are doing that role itself
1: And sorry this is literally popped into my head because it talks about tone of voice as we are now going to an age where people use emojis symbols abbreviate everything and then there's the need to go make things snappy people don't like to read as much fascinating in that you work with content but then you have to try and streamline what you're writing is that like a real challenge as well going from well i want to write and really communicate so now it's got to be two lines we've got to say a whole journey in two lines that's it do it it
2: is it is a massive challenge and that's probably that is the most i would say that's the most challenging part of my role um and yeah, I've experienced it as a copywriter and I experience it even more as like a content designer, UX writer. Like you you get that challenge a lot where people don't like that. You want to really communicate something and you're like, oh, like I really think it should be this amount of words you should use. Oh, but it's too many words. Like, can you not make it shorter? But I'm like, but we need to communicate, especially error messages as well or yes. like a confirmation dialogue or something like that. Like we really need to communicate, in my opinion, like what is going to happen, what the result of this is going to be, if that user taps okay, for example, um, and they'll be like, no, but it needs to be sure. We need to like it should just be one one line, and like, but that's not going to happen. It can't happen. Like, especially if you know we've got the user research, and that's and that is one thing I do like a lot of the time about the role I have is even. Even if people do object to your approach, user feedback is always there. If it hasn't yeah. been done, well, yeah. it's not great. But it usually is always there for you to be like, well, our users have said or we've seen from before or in this test, it didn't work. So we need to do something like this. We need to iterate on this and make this better. So, um, yeah, it is. It is annoying when you do get that, but I do like the fact that I can always, like, refer to research if it has already been done, or, yeah, even my own experience as well, to say, like, well, this is is what we know will work, so that's why I've gone with this.
0: You can't beat user feedback. Everyone's got an opinion, but... the the opinions of your customer is normally king yeah Um, honestly
2: honestly i even had like somebody (laughs) um i don't like hopefully they won't really realize i'm referring to them but (laughs) it's a relevant example because it was literally like oh can you not make this shorter like i don't know if this makes sense as well and i was like um but you know what makes you think? Like, because I think the way they phrase it was like, "Oh, I don't think this will make sense till I use it." It seems a bit disjointed. And I was like, uh, "But do we have the research to back it up?" Um No, but that's just my opinion. And I was like, "Well, well yeah."
1: <laughs> and, and language is—I might say a different word to how you want to say communicate. Like, that's all in the eye of the eye of the beholder. I would say that. Like, I. I Use slang words that if i went up north or different continent
0: uh, spotify right or sky it's it's global you can't you can't use a local dialect if you're talking about content writing or whatever it may be or at least adapt that dialect
2: exactly and it goes back to the point you made earlier jamie like you know people say like it's just words but it's not just words there's so much thinking that goes into it you know you you have to like you know, two words on the screen sometimes can be so hard to figure out what is the right word to use yeah. because there's so much more that goes into it than just saying, "Oh yeah, I'm just gonna put these two words together. That sounds good." You've got yeah. to look at this research. You've really got to understand who you're writing for to be actually be able to write the right thing. So, yeah. My my favorite oh, example
0: yeah. of my favorite example of this is uh, there's i oh, will cut a long story story short. There was a. um google ux uh leader and he'd just been dumped into google and his opinion was and it was his opinion the certain blue on a certain page works for the google search um uh and google the engineering and the product managers were like well let's let the data decide let's release the colors over a period of time and see which one's best because we have no back or data on it and his his opinion was no i i want that color and they clashed heads to the point where this this guy quit because the engineering and product managers were effectively just constantly getting feedback and adapting the um adapting the the ux according to the feedback they were getting um mm-hmm. which really wound really wound some you know people who who go with an opinion only up which is um, very dangerous, I think, because your opinion is your opinion, not everyone else's opinion. Yeah. Yes.
2: Exactly.
1: And again, like you say about that sort of two words, I, I've watched so many rounds of user testing and they'll say know why did you do that? Because that's what, that, what the words said me to do. You're like, okay, there you go. So people do still read. I do think there's this misconception from some now. people now you don't read. No, no, they don't want, war and peace on a page but they do need some guidance they do like and that's where i think language is key
2: exactly and we're designing experiences to help people actually do something isn't it so you know we're doing this we've done research to understand what their actual needs are Hmm. we should try our best to actually fulfill those needs.
0: yeah and convey it in an easy and understandable way
2: exactly and if you think it's too many words well these might be the actual words they need to see
1: you yes. know that is the phrase isn't it can you make it sure
2: <laughs> yeah but you know it's funny well when you get that comment as well it's like well remember to you you like you you probably understand this
1: yeah exactly
2: not everybody understands this like yeah, you're you're in, every day. you're in it every day you you know the product like like the back of your hand so of course like that's too many words for you but For them, some people, you know, they're just getting used to some products themselves or they've never used any for Clark it before. You know, especially, you know, the where the the area I currently work in Spotify at the moment is more for, you know, for emerging markets, just specifically the product, the experiences I work on. So a lot of the time you've got to think about it like this is a market, these are markets that they may not be, you know, they may not have experienced a product like this before an experience like mm-hmm. this before, or, you know, you've got to think so much more about the language. So for somebody, it might be like somebody who works on it, thinks, oh yeah, we don't need to communicate that much, but you might actually need to because this is new to them. You yeah. know, or when it gets translated as well, which oh, yes. time I deal with too, you know, it might mean something completely different. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, the tone yes. might be wrong or something. Yeah, the tone might yeah. be
2: completely wrong. So yeah. yeah, it's very it is very very I've learned a lot in this industry, 100 <laughs> well, percent
0: Moving on, talking about learning a lot. You you've obviously from a from a career perspective, um covered a wide range of industries. Um have you any seen any consistent behaviours or big differences? Is there anything in the role where well, I've seen this before? This has come up before. Feedback seems to be a big one, uh, clearly. But is there anything where different industries do something slightly different? Spotify is a unique one, although they're listed probably as a digital business. There would be a digital business, I guess, um, it's music content, but. Is 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 there any similarities that you can see across all of them or anything that's been vastly different?
2: Um, so would you say, like, in regards to, like, how people work with me or just generally, like, their work and structure and stuff like that?
1: Uh, from my point of view, it's just, like, in terms of how they land that digital experience. So, like, is there codes and conventions as to how, like, how you might communicate at spotify you'd be like actually i can't believe this. this is exactly how i would have communicated to my to my users experience probably two different sort of industries but and user types you'd imagine
2: mm-hmm. yeah i feel like everybody's got the same sort of approach i think especially if they've got if they've got people in what we say in the digital industry now they've got everybody from each role that we would say define pocket digital team now mm. um i haven't seen any difference in how they approach things or how they execute and bring out an experience i i guess the only thing when i think back i'm just just trying to think i i don't see i don't feel like i've seen massive differences
0: no is it have no. you had any wow moments any anyone where you've moved and then you've gone wow that's
1: that's cool that's a different way of approach oh wow
0: something. it's bad oh wow
1: it's bad yeah I can say i've done that in product i could definitely say that
2: yeah um oh yeah i have had that but i don't even <laughs> i don't i don't want to list i don't want to name any companies but yeah i think when i had a recent stint of going back to one company and seeing how they were still doing things i was like yeah wow
0: and nothing had moved on it was like the same or
2: it was the same um it could have maybe just been the team i was working in but it was just i was just like oh this is this is not good
0: (laughs) that's the definition of of insanity isn't it Uh, doing doing the same thing and expecting different results it's just ridiculous
2: um, yeah, sometimes you think with time, in it, people yep. improve, things yeah. improve. You know, yeah. especially when you see such good things on the social media. I don't know if yep. you think it not be everything you see on social media, but you see such good things, and you think, thinking like, you know, this seems like hmm, they're moving in the right direction. But yeah, I was, I saw different. But you know, it may have been maybe it could maybe because I was at a different level at that time as well, yeah. where I've already like been more you know used to working with you know teams maybe with a bit more experience at that time. yeah so it's like going back and seeing that was like just a oh. bit like shock but yeah still yeah. doing things in the exact same way like oh
0: <laughs> and then the last question for me before we get on to the fun stuff is about the importance of content especially as companies go digital like how important is content Like. One of my examples is going to be a bit crazy. So, anyone that's watching this outside of the UK, um, there is a supermarket called Aldi, and they do. Oh. How do I phrase this without getting food? Um, yeah, they do. They, they create content that is provocative to their competitors yes. as they they copycat I think that's fair is that yeah. am I going to get killed they copycat a lot of products to the point where another reputable um, supermarket in the UK was suing over a chocolate cake um, caterpillar. But, Go with a it. caterpillar correct funny, uh, co- by the way. <laughs> but the content that is created and engaging was felt very natural and very funny and honest from the creators of that content from a ux copy you know copywriting perspective it felt very real like what other people were thinking like how ridiculous you're suing yeah. over a chocolate cake how how do the, the importance of content like you must have seen the change from like ee all the way like and all those organizations who work through there the, the it must the barrier breakdown to get to a point where we're now in 2023 talking about jabbing drives and having fun at each other at a corporate level and that being okay from a copyright ux and everyone experience perspective as well have you seen the importance of that engagement and content you must have you've, you've experienced it right surely from like being called a copyright the it's just like a rocket I, It's the only way i can like th- thinking about this session before before we jumped on the call
2: no i um, have i i have really seen the journey like it it has dramatically changed in the right direction like there's still a lot of work to be done but i still with some Like, I think we're, yeah, we're in a lot more of a better direction now with, like, how companies are realising content is so important. And I always say, like, I really think, like, you know, COVID times was, like, the game changer. I think when Mm. people realise that in-store presence ain't doing nothing for them, the influx in people wanting to really invest in their content teams went through the roof like the amount of people I would get approaching me saying like oh we're looking for this content we looking for content writer because so many people realize that content is so important people need engaging content people need content that actually helps them understand and buy into an experience like they they need it and if it doesn't make any sense if there's not enough content then that's it. Then they're, they're yeah. not gonna buy anything. This is why I was, say, like a lot of like the like the British high street, for example, especially like you could see how a lot of the bigger retailers fell, like they came crashing down as yeah. a result because they didn't really invest enough in their their digital teams and their digital infrastructure yeah. and the content they were putting out there, their websites it wasn't even like a great, it wasn't a great buying experience for people. And that's why they couldn't even survive because they never thought about digital from before. They never thought about like, oh, they so relied on the in-store experience and like, you know, having maybe the good adverts on on TV, but they never thought about the actual website.
0: And that's why a lot of
2: them have disappeared now.
0: I I always think about clothing for young, like I've got a preteen daughter she is not picking clothing from TV adverts and in-store experiences. It's all yeah. online, right? Yeah, she in yeah. Boohoo. It's all like you know how obtaining that content and then you know your purchase journeys and all of that. That is not coming from watching EastEnders and it, or, or sorry, not EastEnders, but you know an advert, a TV program, and seeing it. it's not coming from there. Yeah. But,
2: exactly. It,
1: and exactly. I think you're right about that as well about that in store I think and I definitely came across it there were, I actually heard these sort of phrases being used of oh, well, if it doesn't land digitally don't worry they could always call or go into one of the stores and that's where like like you say COVID was like that and I definitely think there were some companies who were a bit ignorant like oh this one he asked year. you I was going into two years we need to make sure our website's better because we, we we're losing it and I think that that really really show a light of how much content and that. Design experience plays a part in when people go on the website and on yeah. the fashion stuff. I, I remember, never forget talking to someone who was at ASOS and they were interviewing me for a role, and they said, "What's one of the best difficult experiences you've come across?" Me sometimes I said, "Oh, the size fitter." And then why? And I went, "Because people do still go to store of an older generation because they want to make sure it looks good and develop valid- But when you've got that validation saying eighty percent bought it based on your size and build and preferences." It's like, oh, I don't have to return it. I'd have to buy it. But, and do you know what the mad, mad thing, not to go on the crazy tangent, was? He said they nearly stopped it. It nearly didn't get to it because they were worried about offending people, which that blew my mind. Yeah, like that. Because, But what people didn't realize was it saved them as a business so much money because so they did free returns. So, yes. if you have someone doing, like, I'm going to order things in five different sizes of six different products, that's 30 things they're returning. Look at For me. free. yeah Yeah, look at
0: that and and they've got the data they have the data to be able to pull it and say based on the size and details you've given us 80 percent of people your size bought that product oh great i don't and actually it's not offending it's saving time because i don't have to go and post it exactly Exactly.
2: who who wants to do that like and this is the thing and that that is a great example about how having the right content there the right features literally improve the whole buying experience and save them loads of money and this is this is i feel like any when you take your time to think about like you know having the right content as part of the experience there's always going to be some massive benefits to business and it's just refreshing to see more and more that businesses are seeing that and businesses are investing in the right digital teams to actually help create those experiences and yeah I just love as well how much research helps as well like validate everything now like the data we have and we can get to say this is why we do this and going back to like um you know obviously I like started off in journalism and you know I I wouldn't go back to journalism Mm. for that reason because I just love that data and things may have changed now but I just love the fact that with my role and the work I do now in content that data validates everything, user feedback validates everything. I can always go back and we can always say, this is what the users want. And I'm writing and creating content and how I'm thinking about it, thinking about the structure, thinking about the tone of voice, it's all with the user in mind, their needs and yeah, what they want. So
1: It's been great. And uh, I've definitely seen that from because I obviously have to work with content um, quite a lot in what I do. And I've definitely seen a big shift in it. And I'd also then seen the bad and then realized the impact and been the smug person in the room going, Data's told you that. And tried not to be the smug person, but been the smug person. Um, But yeah, we'll move on to a bit more of the funner stuff. So we ask this of every guest, Um, (laughs) it's, it's a two pronged approach. Um, so, the first one is, have you ever been to Luton? And it's a battle he's losing. Jordan Clark! Yeah! What a little lead that is thoroughly deserved!
2: Um... um, I've been to Luton Airport. It's I in do the not s- like I do not like that airport. I work yeah, I as much as I can. I and I've been to Dunstable because oh. my dad was living there. So that's yeah, but yeah, Luton, Luton Airport, if I see a flight, I will pay more to go to <laughs> a different airport. I'm that's sorry. That movie. was it,
0: that was my next question. What did you think? <laughs> so the airport is a no. Uh, and what about Dunstable? What did you think of Dunstable?
2: I just couldn't see much. Okay. Just... Not to do
1: like a content thing and put words in your mouth with the with these words in no particular order. Time, land, and age, time forgot.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but this yeah. is a Luton podcast, so the Luton Geeks podcast, so we do have yeah, to no ask sense everyone. Sense, no. and, and, and and thus far, everyone's been to the airport.
1: We're gonna do a bingo. We said initially we'll see we'll have a we're gonna do data. I'm gonna do a spreadsheet after this and then have the answers like and show a poll. Um maybe we'll do a graphic later on. Um but I think we should also do a bingo. I and mean, yeah. if someone says the specific words, glitter. Bingo.
2: Does anyone even like that airport? Was it literally purely on the uh, Yes,
1: someone said to me, I'm not joking, someone, I can't remember what it was, so my wife's mum went and messaged saying, I hate Luton airport <laughs> the other day. But someone literally said to me, I can't remember who it was. They just went, oh, yeah, but the airport's so good. It's so um so much better than other ones. And I was like, I don't know if you're just being nice because you do know I'm from Luton, because it's not. I went there in May to go Pisa, and I nearly had a breakdown just trying to get through the new system of where you see the, um, the the workers behind the desk who you still have to go to to drop your bag. They still weigh it. They still then check your passport. But there's a machine that you weigh it and pull it on. What what is that step? What what is that step? And the only thing well,
0: yeah, what a backdrop with a human, so they've not actually saved any money because no one can use the no,
1: and then drop. and then they, and then like a self-service deal, they have humans floating around, and then you still have to go see a human. Like, it's the most convoluted thing. And I, I'm I'm not even as a product manager, just as a human being, I'm sitting there going, "What the fuck is this?"
2: Like, let's be honest. Like, if we were to relate it to a digital experience, it's a poor experience. It I is just a feel poor like, experience. Basket abandonment
1: the- would be high. <laughs>
2: yeah trust me it's destined to make you lose like like not make your flight i've missed a flight there and i've nearly missed another one there like i feel like it's destined to make you like not get your flight
0: (laughs) yeah they need an experience human experience overhaul i
2: think (laughs) they do with their process
0: (laughs) so the next thing we do is what grinds up our gears so you know what really grinds my gears? What really, really annoys you? And I think we need to let the guests go first. I've just seen yours been uh, on the product sheet. So, uh, Taja, you, you go first. And give us an example as well.
2: So what really grinds my gears is still being called coffee a coffee A coffee Even worse, when I'm called, like... Oh yeah, we just like when I'm told, like yeah, we just you know, oh yeah, we need a copywriter on this. Um, yeah, could you like proofread this as well? And I'm like, do you like do you understand what I do? Like, do you know, especially like in my role, like, and a lot of content designers, UX writers, will tell you this. We tend to have to educate a lot about what we do because not. Believe it or not, still, as much as the digital world has, like, advanced, it's still people, not everybody has worked with, like, a UX writer or content designer. So you still have to do that education piece. But when you've done that education piece, then you're still called a copywriter. And I'm like... Do you know what a copywriter is? Because I am not doing really what a copywriter does. So
0: yeah. I, I think I think that's the same as when you say you work in tech and a family member or a friend goes, "Can you fix my phone?" <laughs> I think that's the same feeling. Yeah, I think I work in digital. Is,
1: oh, yeah. So, do you think this thing would be a good thing to buy for the home? Like it's a it's a Nest. I don't know. I <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not going to be in your home using it. So you tell me. You tell me.
0: I yeah. think I think everyone universally who works in tech feels that pain but it, then you get some categories of it like you've just explained which is the same thing. Um Jamie you you, you
1: go next. Yeah this one's might be controversial because people hate this word but documentation it, and this is my phrase it it gear grinding it's gear grinding because I'm all for not having to be bogged down in paperwork but if you go into a company and you don't know half the jargon, half the thing, and you say, oh, have you got anything? No, it's just with that one person. Oh, so it's with one person, is it? Yeah. Okay, so what if that person's ill? I would be fucked. Brilliant. Geniuses. Have you not thought to then document your processes? And I'm talking every aspect, like engineering. When an engineer is working with code, and he's only the one who's built that, and I know you're using some sort of really really complex quoting engine and he's the only one who knows the code you haven't documented that so someone's gonna have to go in and unpick that mm, yeah but it's just what it is and it's it's across the board i can do so many examples and i'm like wow is it that hard just to get someone to go i'm just going to document some of this information
0: I, I like it when you do that and they point you to a Confluence page or a Word document and it's dated four years ago. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And one viewed on, on Confluence says one person and it's the person who created it. You know, that's brilliant. No one's created at it. Yeah. No, no, no one's looked at this. No one's looked at it. it no one it,
2: even uh, knows it exists. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, it, on a, like, like I say, I don't expect people to sit there and go, oh, I've got to spend five, like, five hours a day right no 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 just a bit of common sense of there is downtime and it is going to help us long term if you have yeah. things documented. Mm-hmm. And, it help, and again it helps teams like you've got someone new to the team and people aren't available as much when because they're really busy to help up you've got documentation to go this is how we work this is the way you write a user story in my yeah. world it, like, it is just basic principles and you look at anyone who works in any industry you do your basics right and then that's where you then go from to then being yep. better yeah, uh, yeah. Here, here's it's our a terms of
0: reference like what yeah. would you <laughs> yeah
1: yeah uh, it, oh like i've even had an incident i'm going to go off here but like an illegal one <laughs> yeah. Illegal. It, it, it got to a legal person and they went i don't know if we're covered from this because there's nothing in our like legal handbook that covers this scenario and i was like but this scenario has been on a site for three years so you could like be sued by people because you haven't looked at your legal documentation. what is going on i felt like i was the barrister in this scenario it was baffling i I could go on this one this one it's a good one it's a good mine's really 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 boring yes go on down here mine's
0: really boring it's when an email could have been a slack or teams message when someone says hi here's a thing or a link and you're just like you could have sent that On Teams or on Slack. And it's, it's see, I thought that that period was dead. I thought most people would just go, you know, it's it's fine. You know, we can just Teams and Slack. No, it still occurs. And I still seem to get probably one a week where it could just be a Teams message. Or worse than this, I think, Jamie, we've discussed, I'm going to elaborate, is when someone says hi and doesn't say anything else on Slack and Teams. There there is a website. (laughs) there is a website called No Hello. I don't know if you've seen it. And it basically says, don't just say hello. Just literally, because I'm busy, I'll read the message. Please just say, please say what you want.
1: It's fine. Like, I'm not going to get offended. I'm no not, one's going to get offended. I, I don't I don't mind it when it's like, how are you? But just, hi. And then I, silence.
2: I had the hi and it sent me a link to my link to something which was a document I created, but that was
1: it. Oh wow. Just the, oh just the, wow. Oh.
2: And with a wave as well, no content. And, totally. and I was just like I was like, how do I do this? Did <laughs> how? you, how
1: it, do you, do you this? send a middle finger emoji back to, to <laughs> the wave?
2: I, was, Any... I just felt like I was in I was in a service role. I was like, what can I do for you today?
0: <laughs> but this is do you think there's two types of people in this world? The people that send the high and think that that's okay and the people that just want to know what you want, like us not. But there seems to be a category. Mm. There's either the high senders or the ones that go, hi, I need this.
1: Do you see what you I You know, mean? the worst one. There's a third one. There's a third one. The person who sends the high, then you might then go with a question mark and they don't reply to you. And then two days later, you go, sorry, I forgot what I messaged you for. <laughs> That's the third scenario in this one, and I'm like, ah, oh, you've you've rattled my cages here. Like, what the hell?
2: It's just like, just don't waste my time. Like, time is yeah. precious. Time and is
0: precious. I'm
2: not for the dilly dallying. Uh, just yeah. get straight to the point. If you can't yeah. get straight to I, the point, just leave me alone.
0: I I, I <laughs> call it I call it shit chat. It's not chit chat, it's shit chat. Look, you don't have to ask me how I am. I'm not going to ask you how you are. We don't converse very often. You need something from me, just ask me what it is. Let's cut that's the, the, worst. that's yeah. the
2: worst. You can tell they're like, just so oh, hi, how are you? And you say, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, so um, we need, you oh, like, oh, should have oh, done that.
1: Four, yeah. the fourth, fourth one in this world. Hey got some interesting news or gossip what is it and then you go then they go they don't over reply or they go oh actually i can't say anything about it thanks for that yeah
2: thank you i'm,
1: I'm a modern yeah. day sherlock i'm gonna i'm gonna get the crumbs from what you've just I, told me and i'm gonna spend all
0: my time and effort <laughs> with that useless so. information Yeah. I, with those ones always like, do i need to know uh, if I know, do I have to keep it a secret? Because if I do, I'm shit at doing that. So don't tell me, please. Just, I'll, I'll let you down. Yeah, I will let you down. So just don't message me. You're
2: just better off just not messaging me. Yeah. That was
0: it. We, we've just probably cut the people that we can have on our, our podcast in four now, our vlogcast in four, because unless you're one that hates the high, then we're in trouble. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm I'm doing the intros and outros today. which yes. uh, it seems so. Uh, thank you very much, Tajus, for coming on. Um, the, we'll release these in hopefully in the autumn. The weather will probably be better then. Who knows? But um, thank you very much for coming on. You can find us all on LinkedIn. Um, please feel free to connect to us. And uh, until next time, we'll see you soon. Thank you.
2: Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you very much.